You got vodka? Yeah. That's harsh. Are, are you drinking it? Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, go ahead. What is that? Brost? Uh, no. That's the German one? Yeah, Brost is German. What's the Russian one? Tazvedaya? Uh, no, Nostrovia. Just joking, everyone. We just had this exact conversation prior to the air. <laughs> oh, shit. I got it. Pretty good. Cheers. Salute. Oh, shit. My bad. What's this called? What we drink? We haven't done this in a while. What we drinking today? Kettle uh, One Vodka, family made. Jesus. Oh, dude, you don't have a mic in front of you. Nothing's oh, going out. Oh shit! Bad I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead. Mother of Pro. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Kettle One Vodka. There you go. That's it. That's now you you're go. coming in. It says it's family, family made. Yeah. And it says family like vodka. I guess, like, if you think about it, like everything's part of a family, right? Oh, okay, like genus, like a family, like a species. It's or just like you or... could say no. Well, I think like it's not like nobody's part of no family. Oh, right, right, right. So like you could say family owned, even though it's like McDonald's or some shit. You know, right. technically, you know, you know, huh. Ray Kroc is someone's family, right? <laughs> or Ronald McDonald's, if that's easier for people. <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yet, yet, I do not like. <laughs> you don't like it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Woo! Ah, it burns. That's not bad. Mm. My answer closer to rubbing me. alcohol. Oh yeah, I think uh, you're supposed to like keep it chilled, but I just picked it up on the way home right now. Where'd you get it from? Uh, the Superior. Is it Superior? Mm. A little store like right by right your here? Pack? No, it's Big Saver. Oh, Big Saver, gotcha. It used to be. No, no, it wasn't Superior. What was it before? It was something. It was like one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Big Saver. I actually go there quite often just for convenience purposes. Yeah, just because it's right there. Is it not adjustable? You want to switch to a different one? No, no, no. It's good. It's one of those. Yeah. You're good right there. You sound pretty good. Okay. Coop, coop, coop. So what you watching this week? It. Anything new to suggest? Uh, Not new, but like I'm making my way through Better Call Saul. Like I'm in maybe almost the middle of the fourth season. Oh. And oh, God damn. That, did I tell you it picks up, right? Like after the first season, like... It gets like you don't want to stop anymore. Fourth. So the last time we talked to you, you were still in the first season. So now you're on the uh, fourth. It was like the second. Okay. I think it was like the second, but holy shit. I got to say that is like legit, like like unbiasedly, like one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I, that's what we we're trying to tell you. Like, isn't the performances something like... The performances, the direction, the yeah. characters, even the complexity, like... Uh, uh, Jimmy, Slippin' Jimmy, yes. like himself, like Bob Odenkirk. I am Absolutely. amazed. That's what I'm talking about, him specifically. Did you see his other film, Nobody? No, I haven't. Uh, Mr. Nobody. Really Mr. Nobody? It's really good. You know, it's like, it's Mr. Nobody, but, okay. you know, it's really like, everyone's coming up with their own John Wick. This is like that, but it's also a little bit different. It's a lot more different than that average, like, okay. old man taking, it is that, but he gets his ass kicked a lot. So it's, huh. but it's still that, but it is still that movie that you're not necessarily typical action film, but that new kind of like uh, hyper eyes action type of stuff. Okay, but but it's the, the story's good because it's it's not necess- it's a family man which you don't normally see. You see the lone gunman thing a lot, okay, right. but you don't see a guy with a wife and kids. And he, and there's a lot um, like performance issues, you know, in the bedroom. Uh, his son doesn't respect him, hmm. so there's a lot of that stuff. So and he's dealing with it, and it's it's very tr- like for him like. Like, there's a scene where his house gets broken into, and he doesn't, like, that. 
it's not like oh shit who's this dad who's dad where who where you've been my whole life oh my god like you know you kicked ass right, right. he lets them rob him and like because he doesn't want that to come out of his that side of him to come out and his son kind of looks at him like you could have done something why didn't you do anything like you know who you know that very demeaning emasculating type of right, thing right he loses his son loses respect for himself his wife doesn't respect you know the whole thing so it, it's really interesting to see that dynamic because you don't see that guy that used to be somebody kick ass but is trying to put it away even though he and even though he's willing to embarrass himself in front of people even though he's willing to like let people think whatever they want even though i could if i wanted to kill these people i i, I just have to kind of face it down and you know it, so gotcha. it's, it's a lot different than the other kind of films where it's just like he had nothing to lose like a john wick who has nothing to lose he took away every reason he had gotcha. so he's gonna you know now kick ass and kill everybody like the boogie, russian boogeyman type of thing right mm-hmm. so it's just it's just that movie i, I really like i saw it on a plane uh, it was so bad i almost walked out am i gonna make that joke every time i see it in a plane <laughs> so bad i walked out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no but i saw it in a plane and i thought like man this is not what i expected i mean it was it gave you that action films eventually chris lloyd isn't it christopher lloyd oh nice he's, he's he has a cool little action scene in it so it is fun and it does give you what you want, but there's also a different, unique perspective that it brings to you. That's like, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's not your average. It's not like another uh, Liam Neeson film where he's doing the same thing again. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, like the same old trope. Right, it's the same different. old trope. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to check that out. It's nobody, especially if you're liking. Like, it'll give you your fix of this guy. He's such a good actor. Like, almost out of nowhere too. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary on Dana Carvey show. On the show, it was you, a documentary. He had a sketch show? show, right? Do you remember? Yeah. That? Uh, like it lasted like one season. Yeah, it wasn't like it was pretty short lived. So there's a documentary on that on Hulu called "Too Funny to Fail," and hmm. it's about like because Steve Carell's in it, Bob Odenkirk's in it. Like, there's so many funny people on that show, and everybody's wondering like, I wonder why this didn't succeed. It didn't hit, you know, because it was basically another sketch comedy, and they were funny. I remember the skits like that they were showing in that corner. Like, damn, this is good. I wonder why it didn't hit. And it's it's huh. it goes it goes through that, and it's I highly recommend it because it's very interesting. Like, I wonder. If, this stuff would have worked nowadays and not maybe it was ahead of its time back oh, then. Oh, gotcha. There's feel, always that. Yeah, I feel that way about a lot of uh, stuff that's damn, this was good. I wonder why I didn't pick up and a lot of times maybe it just is ahead of its time in that sense where like regular people aren't ready for it. I felt that way about the Clerks cartoons, you know? Oh, you were talking about it yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be fair, I'm not a Family Guy fan now, but the first three seasons... I remember owning those because they were really good or they were something new it's something different I've never seen but do you remember that show got cancelled at first oh yeah I do remember that after the first few seasons and then they brought it back later and maybe I felt that like yeah it was ahead of its time they paused it for a minute and, and they waited for people to catch up and then they brought it back and it became successful and like I said I don't really watch anymore I kind of like got old of that kind of humor right it's kind of the same reason why I don't listen to like podcasts I used to back in the day but but I can appreciate something that's like you, you hadn't seen something like this and it's funny to me. I wonder why nobody else thinks this is funny. You know what I mean? Okay, I can see that. What, what do you what there what what's something that you think that you like that other people like? You're you're surprised nobody else likes aside from Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought that was pretty good. He, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. And I know he's not a comedian, but he was still funny. He still like pulled it off in his own Elon kind of quirky way. Uh, so it was enjoyable for me. But um, uh, let's see, show wise, like maybe Superstore. Yeah, because uh, it's like one of those. Uh, because well, I don't show it. Like I remember like telling you about it because it reminded me of that uh, Dan Cook movie, the one with Jessica Simpson. Yes, Employee were, of the Month. Employee of the Month. For yeah. some reason, it just had like that vibe to me. It was like a chain store and just like 
all these characters that worked there, they were just kind of unique in their uh, own way. Makeshift just, Walmart type of store. Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know, like, even from that first episode, I was like, huh, like, I, could, I can't wait for the next one, you know, because it was just, like, when it barely came out. It's like, and then, you know, just from there, like, through the season, the next season, I'm like, dude, this is a really great show. It portrays itself as, like, a regular kind of ensemble sitcast. Uh, um, not sitcast. What the fuck? Uh, 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 sitcom? Sitcom. Why did I say sitcast? Oh, I said cast. ensemble cast, yeah. It, it portrays itself as that and your typical, like, you can see it how regular people would think, oh, I've seen this enough times and it's not, but there's a lot of little things that they do that's very funny to me because I love mm-hmm. that show loved it a lot like I thought it, you're absolutely right like more people should have liked this show and I just think a lot of people didn't get as funny as it should have people didn't laugh as much as they should have been laughing okay, because there's that. a lot of little things they do a lot of stuff in the background <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard and the cutaways are genius sometimes. oh absolutely the cutaways to random people that you've never seen never heard of like walmart shit that you see like on viral videos just, it, just yeah like what the fuck is going on random little babies sometimes just left alone <laughs> like doing stuff and like then, opening up like like a, yeah. like a bottle of bleach or something. just shit. randomly and then and someone, someone just looking, walking by a, a regular worker that's not a regular cast looking like what's happening here? <laughs> like that kind of like there's a lot of little subtle things that are in that that makes me laugh so hard, and I, I think like people didn't catch that stuff a lot. I don't think so. And it man. was great, even yeah. like the music that they would play, like yeah. in, during those snippets. Like they had like a lot of fucking like great music, like a lot of '90s alternative. I remember, as well as like you know whatever pop popular stuff, now, but, yeah. But I remember like oh fuck, dude, they have this song on there. It's just like yeah, it was a lot of little things. But even though like a lot of um, a lot of the cast like they weren't particularly well known. You know, they weren't huge names like America Ferrara, for example. She's probably the biggest name. Or you know? uh, if you like Kids in the Hall, what's his face? You know, the, oh, um, the manager, uh, not Mick Foley. Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney, yeah. But I always but, get him and Dave Foley conf- confused. Oh, Dan Foley, like Dave Foley. Yeah. Were they on the um, Kids in the Kids Hall? Kids in the Hall. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, but like even like a lot of the lesser known people, mm-hmm. you know, they were so good. Like, like the performances were great. Like I didn't like, know Ike Bernhardt's brother. That was Ike Bernhardt's brother the whole time. You know, Ike Bernhardt, right? Uh, the the com- well, he's a comedian, but he's also like he in used those- to be on Matt TV. He, he's more famous now, very popular now. Oh, okay, he's in the movie with John Cena. He, he's in a lot of stuff. You'd recognize him for sure. Oh, okay, but his brother is the handyman dude. The very funny, like oh yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> them two are brothers, and it's oh, just no like shit. oh shit, this guy. You know, I didn't find that out until way later. You know, or what? What's her face? Um, Sandra. Uh, yeah, oh, Sandra's, Sandra's my favorite. Great. She's the only one. Oh, her and the <laughs> the security chick. Um, um, oh, uh, uh, Lauren Ash. Lor- uh, yeah, that's her real name, but I forgot. Dina. Her. Dina. Dina. Them two are the only ones I follow on Instagram. Like, I, I normally don't follow, uh, like, celeb- or I don't follow people who won't follow me back, so I hardly ever do celebrities, but them two out of that whole show are the only ones I follow. Sandra, <laughs> bro, like, Sandra's so funny to me. Like, I know she's not conventionally attractive or anything, but for some reason, like, damn, I want to fuck her, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, fuck, you know what, man? I want to fuck Sandra, bro. Like, I like her. I like her. I want to date her. Like, I want to go out with her, you know? Like, that whole, like just, I just want to hang out with her or whatever. Like, I wish I was in that show. Like, you know how, like, stay tuned or whatever? I want to protect oh, okay. myself so I can hit on her. You know, just oh. that whole thing. Like, damn, what's up, Sandra? Like, you know. A cop about, like, her equally dorky boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who was she with before that dude? She was somebody else. Or, no, she made up the boyfriend, remember? She made up this whole... That's right. For, like, a whole two couple seasons where... And they were just like, oh, okay, so where is he now? Yeah, right. Like, she oh, make up some yeah. other shit. So, like, you had to, like, go rescue, like, a town, like, from a fire or a volcano or some shit. Uh, yeah, like... They had, like it was shit. always, like, an excuse until, like, he kind of popped up. Right, right, right. But that's how, like, I like her... I like... First of all, I like... It's mean to say, like, this way... I was going to say, it's more poetic if I say I like her sadness, but in reality, like, I like her patheticness. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Because <laughs> she just kind of she just lives it. That's just the way she is. Like, yeah, oh, and it's okay. very sad. Her patheticness is sad. It's just sad. Like I always just want to hug her. Like I want to give her a real hug. Like it's okay. I got you. Don't worry. And she's pretty. She's cute. You know, like you know, in a non-conventional sense, like she's attractive. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to fuck Santa, man. Like, I want to give it to her. So, you know, oh, what? So now you're not going to give it to me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, like her, I like a lot. She's probably my favorite character, if I'm being honest with you. But I also know what I was going to say was the other Asian girl, the Filipino girl, the cat, the dumb one. Oh, uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne is like, I didn't realize that was because she had a cool arc on Shameless. I watch Shameless a lot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has an arc where, like, she's fucking one of the characters, like, Lip, the college kid, and, like, full nude scenes, sex scenes. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I didn't realize this till like, three seasons in that that's the same actress. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy shit, I've seen her naked. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Now, I'll give it to her. Like, just, I'd fuck her just because I want to, you know, because she's attractive. Right. But, yeah, but Sandra's my girl. Like, Sandra's <laughs> like, you know, like, Mary fuck kill. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm marrying Sandra. I'm fucking Cheyenne. And I'm killing... What's that bitch that Sandra and her are arch nemesis is? The one that ruined her wedding. Uh, Carol. Yeah, I'm fu- I'm fucking killing Carol. Oh, I man. hate Carol, man. I can't this stand horrible that bitch. character. Like, she was good at what she did, but it was just like... Like, if she did her job. If she wants us not like her, she did her job, man. <laughs> yeah. Because like, she steals, like, Sandra's boyfriend away. And, like, he's almost, like, kind of helpless. Like, he's just like, oh, well, I gotta... Because he's also very pathetic or, you know, uh, whatever you want to call that. Bro, what is it? Uh, beta male soybean cock, whatever they call oh, that. Oh, soy boy? Soy That's boy. Name. Whatever they call that bullshit, That's right? <laughs> so he's easily, like, gets taken over or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and of course, everybody. Everybody's great, though. Everybody has. Everybody's good at what they do as far as being in someone cast. And it's hard to balance that. So it's really, it's really a, a testament to the writers how good they are to be able true. to write everybody Very so true. well. You know? Even when later characters that makes. Like Steve Agee, he's a comedian, you know, the big, tall, big dude. He's in the Peacemaker show. He was in Suicide Squad. Behind, you know, he's very recognized. He's tall, very tall, like six eight, six nine, but very fat too. But very oh, funny. Okay. He's a comedian, but he's in that show uh, in the later seasons. And Felipe Esparza. Oh right. He makes right. cameos in the later seasons. So like even those like side characters that they bring on later on, everybody <laughs> knows. They know not to like overshine. Right. You know what I mean? They know like they just say their whatever their funny line is, and they're they're out. And that's to like overstay their welcome type stuff. You know. Right. Everyone's trying to pull attention from. What they know, like what's good about the show is is the characters, the writing and the characters. Definitely. No one's trying to, no one's there because they're the star or whatever the fuck. Right. And even what's his face, who's an, Jonah, who's annoying. He is annoying, but he's uh, funny ben too. Feld, is mm-hmm. it Ben Feldman? Yeah, Ben Feldman. Yeah. He's from the. I remember him from the, the not Halloween remake, the Friday Thirteenth remake. He's like a douchebag sports dude. Oh, it's very he gets killed like in the first opening <laughs> campfire scenes, but it's so funny to see him play like the douchebag like jock. In that oh, okay. movie. douchebag bro who's like trying to get laid, and and then you see him like, oh shit, he's like so not Jonah, you know that whole thing. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, man, it was it was, it was good stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great one for sure. Good show. That's a good one. I don't know how we went on a superstore rant, but that's good. It happens. <clears throat> oh, it just shows that you know should have caught on, but that didn't. You know, it not, to be fair, it did what seven seasons, six seasons. Oh yeah, something like so, that. So yeah. I mean, that's that's a good run for shows nowadays, right? Normally, you don't get past three or four, so anything past that is a good. I mean, it's enough to be syndicated, right? But I guess now mm-hmm. in today, the world of streaming, everything is pretty much syndicated, huh? Yeah, things are different now, huh? Because before before syndication or before streaming, uh, you'd have to hit a hundred to get syndicated, and that was oh. like your your set because now you get residual income, right? So right, for any show that was, and I don't know what, depending on how many episodes per season, uh, you'd have to do like if. 
because if you do like 13 shows per season damn you'd have to go 10 seasons before you get syndicated but if you do like 20 shows per season like oh we hit the fourth fifth season we're good guys we made it for life now they're set for life all they pretty much have to do is show up at conventions and you're pretty much have a paycheck as an actor right true uh but now it's different with streaming right now pretty much you can do like three four seasons like look uh me and the kids watch freaks and geeks like all the time and that was one season you know (laughs) it was one yeah Oh, One shit. season it got canceled. Oh, twenty episodes, twenty twenty two episodes, and it was done. So it's so funny to me. Like, oh yeah, like you, and that probably you know you live on. I guess it's different. What's required to be successful now? Hmm. Interesting. Especially with streaming, it kind of changed everything. There's like stuff like coming out all the time. Just stream it. Like, there's one that was kind of disappointing because I would have liked to see a second season. Was Cowboy Bebop on Netflix? The live-action Cowboy Bebop with, with John Cho. Oh, shit. No, yeah. I, I didn't even know they had a live-action. Well, there you go. That's actually was the problem. Like, more people didn't hear about it, and it wasn't as good, but it had potential to be good. But you know how some shows take a couple seasons to get off the ground? Sure. Well, you know, even Better Call Saul was one where, like, first season's a little slower, and then you finally got it, knows what it is, and it gets its groove. I would have liked to see the potential for that show, because you're familiar with the anime Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Oh, okay, so... Yeah. One of my favorite, like, even my gamer name is Cowboy uh, Cowboy Lobo, which is a play on Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. Uh, so it was like, a, like this was like, oh, my God, it's coming. And I was, I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I knew that mm. was going to be a problem. And I'm I'm very, like, uh, you, I think me and you are very similar, and, like, we're very forgiving of stuff. Like, we're not so quick to, like, what, toxic fan stuff. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, take it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, like, yeah, let's you give can it a second chance. Or yeah. Keep... Yeah, 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 absolutely. We can appreciate something. If it's not good, it's if it's not great, we're not gonna shit on it. We're you know, yeah, it's fine, you know. And, still enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's still enjoyable. But you know, try telling that to like the fanboy world, you know, it's not happening, man. It's and I think I would have liked to give it because I liked all the actors on it. I liked all, John Cho. I love. He's great. Oh, for sure. And then the black dude, I know him from the second season of Luke Cage, and he was great. He was a great villain in that show, and uh, I don't, and I liked him in this, and I was like, man, I want to see more of him, and he did a really good job. And then the girl was Danielle Panetta. She was really good. I really liked her, but she definitely did one of those things. I think she's a little young, and you can kind of see it because she, when the show got canceled, she like went on this Twitter rant thing, and oh. she ranted about like, oh, you know, this is what you fanboys did because you didn't like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, my boobs weren't big enough for the character, and and you know, like oh, it really? was just like, oh, dude, you're going at this the wrong way. Don't do this. You're know, like, she didn't have like anybody like, hey, like, don't, like, hey, bro, here, that's control, not the, yeah, like, no, yeah. Damn. So she just kind of like. I don't know. She shit on the fans that did like it, and she shit. It was just really bad. It it it, it didn't. I don't know. Um, I wanted that show to succeed, but it didn't. Yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah, but uh, like I read somewhere where like there's like lots of reasons why you know they cancel shows, and it's not necessarily because it's not a good show or it has yeah. nothing to do with the show per se, but just like you know either the network Production or whatever. That, that's a that's big one. Like one. even if it has a lot of viewers, but it still costs a lot to make each episode, they might get rid of it that way. Yeah, yeah. which kind of sucks. Just trying to cut corners, or or they think like, I mean, this was good. We got a lot of viewers this season, but maybe we don't want to risk like you know doing another season and it doesn't like do so well. Yeah. So they or they have a different show that they'd rather put their effort too. in. Yeah, there's lots of reasons that quality is not necessarily the one behind it. Yeah, it sucks. Like, they don't give it a chance to, like, become something before it becomes something. Yeah. yeah at least a cult follow that I get a cult following or something, yeah? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else? Anything you're suggesting to watch? Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get through that and then probably pick up Breaking Bad after. You know, we saw um, 
a week ago or two, we saw Kings, the King's Man, the third one, the prequel. Oh, how was that? Well, today it came out on HBO Max, so oh. it'd be perfect if you guys want to check it out. I really liked it. Really, really liked it. I was very surprised how much I liked it because huh. it's pretty much like I'm, you know, a big history guy. I like, you know, whatever. I subscribe to a lot of like history channels on YouTube. And oh, shit for, like sure. That. for sure. So, because it's set in World War Two, and there's a lot of stuff that happened during the um, the the movie that's plot device, like you know, the the assassination attempt on Franz Ferdinand and that kind oh. of thing. Like World War One, was yeah, that yeah. World War One? Yeah, yeah, World oh, War One, okay. two, three, six, two. I'm sorry, I meant World War One. And well, there's like a shitload of things like that where, oh. where that's one of the more fascinating coincidence stuff. Like where, oh man, I can't believe. Like you're familiar with like the the. There's basically three cousins that grew up together that ended up ruling England, uh, Germany, and Russia, and mm. they're the ones who were warring for World War One. So World War One was pretty much a result of like a family dispute. Uh, people don't realize, realize that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if you knew that. A lot of people don't, but Russia was but the ruler of Russia at the time, the ruler of Germany at the time, and the ruler of England at the time were all cousins, and they all grew up together. So they were having like a splat. You know, it was like a, an ego thing. You know, like, oh, I'm not going to... So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, but th- I thought they were going to like change plot. Like stuff I liked about history, like, oh no, this really ha- is the way it happened. Well, what they did was they narrated the plot around the interesting coincidences and made it part of the story rather than changed like they didn't in Glorious Bastards right where they actually kill Hitler or they actually do or they actually you know they change the premiere to whatever it was right they actually involved like oh this and this weird and they made that part of this oh behind the scenes spy thing so for me knowing Mm. the history it was so cool to see like oh I wonder how they're gonna handle that like oh they made that the reason why this because a lot of that stuff that happened during World War was weird coincidences a lot mm. of weird, like the assassination of France first was a was a failed attempt. I'm not sure if you knew that either, but like he was supposed to be assassinated, but but there was like a failed attempt, and then um, and then what ended up happening is the guy who the assassin is like, you know what, he gave up, and he was like just sitting at a coffee shop, like thinking about like, fuck, man, I fucked this up. How uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do now because he was like whatever. The 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 car ends up breaking down. Coincidentally, it ends up breaking down, and it stops literally in front of the cafe that this guy was literally sitting outside eating right mm-hmm. or drinking his coffee and he's like oh you know getting out to check the tire or whatever well, hey, I can't this fucking car you know I can't and that guy has a second chance to kill the dude and, and that's how it happened and that's Spark War 1 I mean that's such a fucking like odds like thousands to one that the, the, the guy you're about to assassinate and you fail that, and you get away. He got away, and then he's just drinking coffee like, man, what am I going to do? Ends up, the, your target ends up, like, his car stalling right in front of you. That happened, and nobody, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? what the fuck? Well, they wrote that into the plot in the, in the way it happened. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, so <clears throat> to me, seeing that on screen come to life was just like, whoa, I fucking, oh, bravo. You know, they're, they're, it's almost mm-hmm. like they're paying respect to history rather than playing with oh. it, you know? So it was and really his cool. wife, too, though, right? Like, didn't they kill uh, his wife, too? Oh, I don't I don't know. Was she in the vehicle? I don't know. She, she was with oh, them. Okay. I think that part I don't know. So I don't want to say. I don't want to get my uh, my assassination types of world leaders mixed up. <laughs> but I just thought that was so cool. Like what a weird fucking coincidence! And they wrote that into the plot of the film. You know, so it was cool. Yeah. Wasn't there something also with the license plate of the car yes. that he was killed in? So, yeah, and they they and I and I checked that, and they did have it correctly, right? Because the it was like the numbers added up to September eleventh, um, nineteen eighteen, whatever. Eighteen. Um, and that was Armistice Day when the day World War One started, and you know, yeah, that whole thing. So, and they they they, they made sure it was that. But that I think that I don't know if you could write that into coincidence into that to that film. But that, that was like, more of a numbers thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like just a 
Unless they like write a scene where they're at the factory making license plate and they have like <laughs> oh, this whole like you know the whole thing or whatever. That'd be pretty good. That would have been pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, that's on there. Yeah, uh, interesting. Nine one one eight one eight something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. I think they have like that car, like some museum, like in Austria or some shit, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, probably Austria. You're probably right. So, anyways, I recommend that one, Kingsman, uh, the King's Band. I love the first two. Yeah, they were great, and this one's <laughs> like. It reminded me of Underworld in the sense that the prequel was just as good as the the first. You know, on Underworld, the third Underworld was a prequel. Was it? Yeah, and I really liked it. I guess if you didn't see it, you know, you know, no. But yeah, this was really, really good. I, I highly recommend it. And like I said, it's on HBO Max now. So if you have that, check it. Done out. Done and done. Yeah, uh, highly, rec- <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> and it's um, actually a lot sadder than I thought it'd be. There's a lot of good, like, touching moments in it. You didn't really have the, too much of that in the first two, but in this one you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Gemma Armington is in it too, and she's a smoke show. Gemma Armington, she's a British girl. Hmm. She was in the the first Daniel Craig Bond movie. You're, are you familiar with her? She was in uh, like in, from oh six oh five when the first Quantum one uh, Skyfall. Daniel Craig? I mean, um, oh. Casino Royale came out. Was that Casino Royale? Was that the first? Actually, one? I think she was in. Yeah, that was the first one, but I think she was in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Regardless, Gemma Armington, yeah, yeah, just she. I'm sure you've seen her before. She's she's in a lot of films. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Ooh, oh, did you see uh, Clash of the Titans, the remake? They have another one. Uh, the one with um, the remake of Clash of the Titans with what's his face? Like uh, recently, or just like from like years. Like a few years back. Well, no, I'm not talking about the Harry Renner, the one from the 70s. Or no, no, no. Uh, uh, I want to say Sam Worthington. I don't know. Sam Worthington, that's his name. Did you ever see that one? I want to say I started watching it, but I didn't finish uh, it. No, she's Damn. in that first one. That's why I was at, I was brought that up. Yeah. She's oh, okay. In, I'm still trying to think of something Damn. you might have seen her in. All right, Did you ever see the Jeremy Renner film about witches with... Pimka Hansel Johnson. and Gretel? Yeah. Did you see that like Gretel one? and Hansel? Or is or am I thinking of something different? Yeah, yeah. Not Hansel and Gretel, but then there's one that's... Well, there was like an action one. Did you ever see the action one? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, she was Gretel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, bro. You, maybe huh. I haven't seen anything with her. Never mind. I screwed up, yeah. <laughs> but she's a really attractive British actress, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure you'll like it. Uh, and Digimon Hansel was in it as well. Digimon, oh, okay. Yeah. Who's a Rasputin-looking guy? He's great. He is great. I almost wanted to see the movie just for him alone, and he—he's a great like, uh, not side villain. He's a great like, uh, not main main villain, but like the 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 co main villain, I guess you want. Oh, to say. okay. But he's great. Yeah. I love that dude. Uh, I think it's a dude that played um, in Little Nicky, one of the the British brother from Little Nicky. Uh, Jason something. Am I tripping? The bro- uh, the British one. You yeah, said yeah. Uh, I think it's that actor. If it's the guy that I'm thinking of, um, I know he was in Elementary, the series with uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. He played uh, Sherlock's brother. Yeah. Reese Ifens? Something Reese Ifens? That sounds familiar, yeah. Ifens Reese? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. If it's that guy, okay. I think it's him. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Kingsman, I recommend that on Netflix. I mean, excuse me, on HBO Max. So it's like the premise, like, where they... Where it first started, or it's just like maybe like a story and just like the king. It's how it, how how the um, the organization, the agency started. Oh, ah, yeah. gotcha. But you don't get that to the very end anyway. So up until then, it's just kind of like um, a rich, wealthy man oh, who's nice. like his son's fighting for the war, and he's there. He's friends with the general who's like in charge of 
whatever. You know, it's just basically your typical um, historical spy film. You know, gotcha. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like it's a good film, and then it becomes like, oh, we should do something outside of you know restrictions, and, hmm. and they start to interge- you know the agency to do good and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's really nice. interesting. I liked nice. it. I liked it a lot. I liked it. Oh well. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, Peacemaker. Just finished Peacemaker. That the series finale, the season finale of uh, came out yesterday. So you know, Gwen and I just watched it today. It was like chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. It was brilliant. Sad, sad moments in you. They hit you, tug at the heartstrings. Great action, really fun, very funny. Like so fucking funny. The kind of humor is just right up my alley, man. It's just so like, it's dry and it's nonsensical and it's like absurd. Mm-hmm. And like it's just perfect humor. And then in this specific uh, episode, the season, there's a cameo. There's four cameos technically that I will not spoil, but okay. it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's really? Like, yes. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I highly, highly, highly recommend. Check out the Peacemaker show. Yes. Well, I have to like, finish watching uh, fucking Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just so I, mean, I know it's not all like fucking weasel guy. Peacemaker 2 is great, man. <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. There was a weasel reference. <laughs> Nod to the last episode. Did we get any pictures from the last episode with uh, Tommy oh, Nelly? Did you I'm... did. Can you send me anything just so I can make up a little uh, for the next post when we drop it? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Uh, I should have had to check, but... um. I want to say that I did. Or I tried. I thought, I thought I saw you because you said try to like when you guys were like talking. Yeah. I usually try to like get up and just get a couple. But um. Yeah, I thought I saw you. I just don't remember for sure. But I thought I saw you take a couple. If not, if you could double check when you get a chance. Oh, for sure. Then I'll send them on that way. All right. So what else we got, buddy? Um. What see. else do we recommend? See, we talked about Jurassic World Dominion last week. Oh, man, that trailer was so cool, dude. I've seen it a couple of times since then. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's just there's a the moment for me that's amazingly perfect. I don't know if we broke it down. Not yet. We won't do a breakdown, but there's a moment where Sam Neill and Chris Pratt say the same line together. Oh, yeah. And it's just like don't Goosebumps moment, go. bro. It's just Goosebumps moment. Oh, kind of yeah. just like with that one like little phrase, it just like ties them both together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, they were playing... Chris Pratt is playing a version of Sam Neill, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the tough guy, hunter type... Experience, like he already yeah, kind of knows. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, how much experience can you have with dinosaurs anyway, though? But, right. Oh, but, but you know, they're playing that kind of thing where... So it's so cool to see them together. And Samuel Steele is great. He's a great, you know, because I've still seen a lot of stuff with him more recently anyway. So And he's still been really good. So it's it's just cool to see him, like, what, I guess it's like we're literally listening like a, a passing of the torch, right, between the old oh, brand okay. and the new brand, right? I can see that, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, I look great. And then um, we got to go see that one together. We got to do Oh, 100%. Like, like, I'm telling you, I want to go watch that at the LA Live. Uh-huh. Because they have the XD theater, the sure. XD theaters. Have you seen those? Like, yeah. Where it's like the, the motion chairs. And, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's do that. I, like, that I, I saw the last Jurassic Park there. Well, um, Jurassic World. What was the one before this? Uh, Yeah, Jurassic, the second one. Um, I forgot the, the subtitle. Jurassic World yeah, something, whatever, like whatever yeah. it was. But, yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I thought it was fun. Like, just like cool little, like, just the interaction. Like, it just makes it that much better, you know? The last movie I saw at that theater was The Great Gatsby. And what really came through was the, uh, the su- <laughs> what really came through was the suffering of <laughs> postmodern. 
<laughs> of the classism between rich and poor. I really felt that through the XD. That's pretty good. Man. <laughs> 10C coming. I'm sorry, I fucked that up, but that's that's oh, a man, reference to last it, week's episode, and it's a Norm <laughs> Norm McDonald joke about the Great Gatsby in 3D. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. You're a legend. <laughs> Oh man, that was good shit. That was good shit. So the, even like the build up, you don't even see it coming. Like you didn't see it in three D. Like oh, like three D. But yeah. you really got it. Then he goes into this like existential like breakdown of what it was. Like really pops out at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, god damn, that is genius. It really genius is fucking it really, shit. Really man. Is. Oh man, it's so funny. The dude. way he never breaks, he doesn't falter or anything. Huh? It's like the. Huh? Yeah, huh. Tom Tom actually has been pretty good at doing a good impression of him. Huh? What? Like I sent him this nine eleven joke that he had, and he was like, "And um, <laughs> I'll play the joke so you can get it." But like Tom's response was like, "He's the only one." It's, Tom told me he's the only one that can get away with that joke. Like, and it's kind of true, you know. Oh, like nobody's gonna like come after a kid. It's just weird to... Uh, he said it's the only person who can make that joke work. Oh. No, no. This is Tommy talking about a 9-11 joke that Norm MacDonald made. Mm -hmm. And and it, it, he's right. Like, the, his delivery... Well, let me just play the joke first. For sure. I don't know if I can get to it. Hi. Well, no, it's commercial, and I feel like an ass. <laughs> I know this is hard it's all good. Okay, for the ninth consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Air, Airline ranked first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 9-11 Airlines. What a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> oh, 9-11. Yeah, that... Uh, don't laugh at 9 11. I tried to tell him not to laugh. I know. I walked through blood and bones. In the streets of Manhattan, trying to find my brother. Jesus. Yeah, he was in northern Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, who else can get away with a joke like that? I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's that one's definitely all delivery, right? Right, right. Because there's no real setup and punchline. There's. There's definitely the surprise factor of the punchline, like, oh shit, like this oh man. <laughs> the cringe moment. Like I, I don't know if I didn't see cringe, maybe just like 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 oh shit, that's dark. You know, that kind of thing mm -hmm. where you feel necessarily like, oh it, but it's still funny because you're like talking about it. But then what to me what's extra funny or that, that that's the extra the second punchline, right? Is when somebody else comments like, Oh yeah, and then it's like, Oh jeez, don't joke about that, you know? <laughs> you know? Like that's that hits, you know. <laughs> Um, like um, what's her face? Uh, Kathy Griffin. Uh huh. When she made that uh, Donald Trump, that Donald Trump. Yeah, joke that's right. About the, with the, the head. beheaded, yeah, yeah. Like beheaded thing. But she like whatever it was, like she obviously just went about it horribly. Like she just didn't pull it off. So yeah. I guess I'm just wondering, um, does it depend on the joke itself or just the person? Like, is there like a way to deliver that same joke depending on the person? Where there absolutely like, is. Well, you know, this is what I said. I was just having this conversation yesterday. Um, like, I'm a hard believer in that nothing is off limits. Nothing should be 
nothing should be taboo for comedy be- to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made this horrible joke. You, you, I've, I've made it to you before, so I won't <laughs> repeat it. But um, but it's because, you know, the worst thing you can think of is like even worse than child killing, I think, is child rape. I think that's like the worst thing ever. But I have I think I have a very funny rape joke about a kid, you know, so <laughs> or about kids getting raped or whatever. So. I mean, I see that's a perfect example of like whatever. It's not about the topic. It's whether you can make it funny or not. Hmm. And so that's on you. That's on you as a person. Now you go for that attempt and it doesn't land like, man, that's you in deep waters because you're going to take the hit. And that's kind of like the risk you make when you're trying to make a joke funny about especially about something risky, you know. Mm -hmm. But there's also a risk in what's worse, like getting hated on for that joke or making a safe joke that no one's going to laugh at and that's almost just, uh, to me that's almost just as sinful yeah. as making a, an offensive joke is making a, f- a joke that's so unoffensive that's not funny that's almost as bad for me you know so like why are you even bother talking if that's a huge gonna, miss yeah basically why are you even bother talking if you're gonna play try to huh. play it as safe as possible the, the point is whether you go for something safe or something risky it needs to be funny it can be as safe as possible there's a very cute funny joke that's you can make that everyone my mom i could tell my mom a joke that's very cute and funny and like you know like uh, and if it's funny, it's funny. It doesn't matter. So hmm. the need isn't to try to be offensive. The need is to try to make something funny, whether it's offensive or not. Damn, it's a good way to look at it. And in, in Kathy Griffin's case, like I never thought she was funny about anything. Right. I never thought. But the fact that now you're not only do I not think you're funny, or you're not funny, but people do. She's funny, whatever. But now you're gonna go to the risky level where. Oh, now you're now you're going now you're skating uphill because uncharted waters for you, you know. Yeah, because not only are you not funny, but you're gonna try to be offensive and 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 funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my lord, good! I wish you all the luck because you're not you're gonna need it because. So it's it's almost like her own fault. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's almost like narcissist. If you think if she thought she was funny enough to make some kind of joke and, and it you know like that's on you, bro, because you're you should have know you're you should know be honest with yourself. You know you're not that funny and you're trying to make something <laughs> that's that controversial funny. She probably thought all the liberals maybe she thought I don't know, I'm assuming what she thinks, but maybe she thought like, Oh, all these uh lib girls are gonna be on my side and be like, Yeah, how dare you? You said something brave and in reality she just got backlash from both sides and it's like that's what you fucking get, bitch. You know, yeah. almost like that, you know? It's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck! What was I gonna say? Um, cause I remember when she was on S. No, not SNL. I'm sorry, uh, Matt TV. No, it wasn't was Matt. She? Um, like, do you remember a uh, Saturday Night Special? Go ahead. I'm gonna get another beer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, uh, it was after. Fuck yeah! I want to say it was somewhere between. Could have been the second or third season of uh, Matt TV, where they went on hiatus. So they needed some something to fill in like that Saturday night gap. Yeah. And they came out with a Saturday night special. And she was on that. Can I get a little bit more? Oh yeah. Absolutely, bit. man. Just a little bit more. Like another shot worth. That's good. A shot at love. <laughs> I don't remember that, but go ahead. Like she did she do something on there? Um, like as a pretty much as a backup or like supporting, you know, like person whatever you know like i remember like uh this one skit where she had an imaginary boyfriend and she was meeting up her best friend and her husband you know for like drinks or whatever yeah and the whole time you know she's trying to like talk to him or whatever like it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad like for like something like pretty low-key yeah and just kind of out there i guess like kind of quirky maybe like it worked for her like that seems like okay mm. like i could see her doing stuff like that yeah so then i remember like hearing about like what she did with that and it's like because i don't follow her at all you know Again, I don't think she's like particularly like a 
like a Keystone like comedian or anything sure. like that, you know. But when I heard about that and what she did, and then like it was really like from the controversy, like it was like a a thing where like oh yeah. Kathy Griffin did this, this and sure, that, you yeah. know. It's like what the fuck. And then from there, I went back and saw like what she did, and she was just trying to be like, oh well, you know, it's okay. I'm a comedian. I could get away with saying stuff like that. Like mm. she was kind of like trying to like throw it under like. Yeah, like I get it. It's just me. It's just me. Like it's cool, but like no, apparently it wasn't cool. You know, where think of like somebody like say like uh, Jim Gaffigan. You know, he was a very clean comedian. Yeah, he is the best man. Like I'm, I'm fucking dying out of shit. Very funny. All the fucking very funny. And you know, he doesn't cross the line, but he doesn't need to. It's just like his style. But he knows. That's what I was talking about earlier. I mentioned it doesn't matter if you're risky or safe. The point is to make it funny. Yeah. And he's like one of those people. Like Absolutely. I'm fucking dying. Like he's like talking. He has like jokes about like food, hot pockets. That's the I'm best. Fucking... I was that in, when you say Jim Gaffigan hilarious. The first thing is his hot pocket joke <laughs> is what I think of. Yeah, very famous hot pocket joke he has. Yeah, and it's great, man. And it's uh, and I think it's just like whatever it is. Like you're like I think it's being very self aware. You know, sure. Yeah. You know how to wield like whatever your material, whatever your territory is. You know how to use it and deliver. And people love it. You know, but I think like with comedy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go finish your point. No, no, that yeah. was that was pretty much it. But I think like, especially for younger comedians when they they're just starting out. I think the point. Even myself, dude. Like, that's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about uh, you know Facebook has their memories a lot of stuff. Oh right, right. There's some like where they'll come up in the memories like the jokes that I worked up <laughs> on Facebook, and I'll I'll delete it out of embarrassment because it's like, damn, this was me trying to be offensive and this is just. A, and maybe at the time it landed, maybe at the time, because, you know, you get some of the comments and some are uh, likes and whatever. And I would try my jokes out on there. And some of them were funny just because like, whatever. This one, I just didn't like it. And I looked at the comments and it was just like, I, I don't like that the people that are that liking this like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are not the people who I want to like my shit. You know? I'll okay. tell you the joke. I'll be uh, one of them that pops out that I deleted because it was like. I thought I was being offensive and awesome, but now I look at it now, it's just so fucking cringe. It's just, the fuck was wrong with me? Anyways, it was about, like, uh, the stereotype about Jewish kids being so smart, you know, or Jewish people being smart. Okay. It's almost like they went to camp for to concentrate, you know, something like that, right? You know, <laughs> concentrating in school. Don't laugh. That's not that funny, right? I don't think it's that funny, but I never heard anymore. Before, but, like, I get it. I get that. Right, right, right. <laughs> So not, you're just laughing at how bad it is, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. And yeah, I, thought, I remember thinking of that, like, damn, that's not funny, man. Like, why was I? What did I think that like race humor and fat shame and like all this stuff was like hilarious? And I think it was that, like, as a quote unquote young comedian, quote unquote heavy quotation marks. I thought like, oh, if you're if you're edgy and f- ooh, look at me, I'm fucking edgy and cool. You know, you make things right. work like you, you that could get away with a lot and. You, instead of working on a joke and trying to make something funny, you know, like I'm just, oh, this is edgy, and if and if you don't laugh, that's because you're not fucking cool enough. That's such a fucking retarded way to think. I shouldn't say retarded, but you know, idiotic thing to idiotic way to think. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, never mind. Fuck this. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. those I delete. But there's some where I'm like, oh, shit, that was a good joke. Like, let me save that. And I'll screenshot it and I'll post it on Instagram or something. Or like, oh, yeah. or, or I'll share it again. That kind of thing. Like, damn, this was a good one. Like, I got to remember this one. You know, stuff like that, right? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's like I said, some it's it's weird to me that Kathy Griffin's been doing this for like decades, literally decades. I mean, she was in fucking Pulp Fiction for Christ's sake, oh, you know? Right. 
uh, in the fact that she still thinks like this whole like, ooh, I'm gonna be edgy and cool. It, like to me, that's like an old person still trying to be young or something like hmm. that. It almost comes off as that. It's almost it comes off as desperate in reality. And and that's even it's double worse when it's not funny, it's not landing, and it's controversial. And she's trying to like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just trying to be like, oh my god, this is cringe. This just has cringe like staple to her fucking forehead. Like, oh, please stop, just go away. You know. <laughs> like nowadays, like the only like, and like, we're not even like Trump supporters. Imagine if you're Trump supporters and you feel this way. Like it's it's just a whole wow. extra level. Like this is us coming from the other side. Looking at how bad this was. Imagine if you're someone who's a uh, right-wing uh, uh, Republican. You're for sure you're gonna even. No wonder everybody's like outraged at this fucking bitch. You know that <laughs> whole thing. Look at us. We're on the same. Quote, not necessarily the same. I'm not. I don't consider myself either one. But we're more towards like being open to her political side, and we're still like, look, fuck this cunt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine how a Republican would feel. Like, yeah, no shit. I get it. I get it. You know. Yeah. Like half of it's Trump because it's Trump, and then half of it's just because it's a horrible fucking right. thing to yeah, say. Yeah, it just adds fuel to Poor fire, taste. basically. Thing. Yeah, it adds fuel to fire. You huh. know. Wonder, like, if in a like almost like a mathematical sense, quote unquote, like there's a way to kind of like engineer things. Like, no matter what it is, there's like a formula to it where if you do it the right way within I don't know certain parameters, like you can pull off just about anything. I'm sure. Yeah, math is like the universal language, so I'm sure there's mm. definitely an answer to that. I mean, mm. it has it'll take more computer power than is on this earth, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's probably like a way to figure that out. You know? Interesting, but man, stick to what you know, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at least we have Melissa Venus and you're doing her impressions. She's great. Do you see her, st- her stand up yet? Her uh, no, I remember you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, man. It's good. It's not long. It's thirty minutes. It's just a little special on Netflix with her. It's a, it's very, it's very specific to growing up in LA as a as a Mexican person. Okay, as a Mexican person, second generation. So oh it's, right, it, it's very very specific to that. So that's I don't know I, very I found it very 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 funny. Yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah. you know before like her stand up before which I always liked, but it was mostly the impressions is what she's known for because she's right. fucking amazing at impressions. Absolutely. So but the the stand up part was always secondary. So this one's a little bit. It's so it's good to see her growing or evolving into, like, oh, let's. She's working on real jokes now, and and her impressions are helping it. Her oh, impressions okay. are now the cherry on top. Before it was, her impressions were the cake, and her and the comedy bits were the cherry on top. Uh, but now it's the reversal. So it's it's good to see growth. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah. And you know, oh. I want her to succeed. We talked about her when she first got announced on Saturday Night Live cast. I remember, oh, right. yeah, I remember when it cost, like, oh, this is the first Mexican chick on Saturday Night Live. That's fucking amazing. That's awesome, you know? Definitely. And, you know, I had been a fan because she was a regular uh, on the 10-minute podcast. I don't remember that podcast, but it's the best thing that ever existed for 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> but it was with Chris D'Elia, Will Sasso, and Brian Callen, and and that was, like, the greatest show ever. But she would be a regular on there whenever the other guys, Will Sasso would have her on because they were friends, you know? And they would, you know, they'd do their thing, and she was... Dude, like her impressions are so fucking good. They're like almost perfect for a ten-minute podcast. Okay, like, you know what I'm saying like it's perfect because she'll she'll pretend to be an interview of somebody, you know, whatever, and it's just the lands perfectly. That's almost made for her. So I, I had been a fan for a long time of hers, and then when you find out, obviously she's from like Whittier. She oh has, yeah. When you find out she has the same area code as you, oh, it's true, awesome. it's true. fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like it's that's so cool to see someone. 
that's from literally your error code and they succeed to the level of becoming the first Mexican on Saturday <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome you know? when you make it we all make it yeah, yeah kind of like that so <laughs> it's it, it's it's cool to see her succeed and you just want the best for her oh, absolutely. But, but there's also a thing with that where it goes where like so is this me being biased now uh, and I'm just like oh. you know maybe she's not that great and we're just like we're rooting for her because she's up there but no, no. So that's what I'm saying. This special is like a reversal. Like, damn, it's, she's actually growing into becoming even a better comic. Huh. So it's cool to see that. Where I saw her when, like I said, her impressions took took for uh, because she's amazing at it. And then her comedy took kind of like a, a backseat to it. But now she, it's reversal where her impressions are the ones that are just helping her comedy succeed. Just so like she, an assistant. Yeah, like she, assist. she's she's growing. She's growing as a as an artist. So it's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's great. it's good to see her being even better than she is. You know. Yeah, I'm about to check that out for sure. Yep, yeah, that's another one we highly recommend. But let's meet you on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more thing, we're almost getting to the hour mark, so. Uh, oh, for sure. Um, excuse me. Well, uh, next weekend, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. I'll be in Chicago. Oh damn! Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm flying out Sunday. Yeah. I'll be there for the week. Uh, when do you guys fly back? Uh, the second, March second, the Wednesday. It's Wednesday. No, I fly back Wednesday or Thursday. Let me check right now. I think, like, Wednesday is the second. Uh, I fly back the third. Do you? Fly oh, back? gotcha. Uh, Thursday is that Thursday? When, that when do you guys Thursday. fly back? Wednesday. Flying back Wednesday. So I'll miss you guys. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I could see you guys on a connection or something. Ah, yeah. damn. Yeah, but I guess I'll miss you because I fly back the third. But you're going to New Orleans though. Oh yeah, man. Uh, going with uh, Mono, Mono. You know, fan. He was going to be on the podcast today, but oh, yeah. postponed it. No big deal. And good. Becky, my sister and Becky. Becky. Yeah. And her boyfriend, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Pet. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, I think they're going to be in uh, Friday, next Friday, Friday evening. Uh-huh. But uh, I have a layover. She's. I, I got her. She's flying in the 25th. Yeah. Whatever that day is. Uh, uh, Friday. Uh, Friday? Okay. Friday. Yeah. And when are you got flying in? So I won't be in till like, 2 p.m. Saturday. Okay. Like, I'm flying out. I'm get, catching a red eye. It's like 1 in the morning. Saturday in the morning, and then I'll be in... I actually have a layover in Houston. In Hobby or Bush? Uh, Bush. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you see this, I'll give you money if you need this. Um, Bush has a... A cat that has its hand down. Like, it... Like you know that you see at Chinese restaurants? Oh yeah. There's like, a, there's like a thousand of them on a wall. If you see that, could you please buy that for me and I will sell you or cash app you whatever you need? Because every time I end up getting like layovers back, it's always that hobby and they don't have that. Bush is the one. I don't know what it is, man, but they specifically have like that's all they sell. It's so weird. It's a stand against a wall and they sell nothing but those like Chinese restaurant cats that. And I always wanted one. Always fucking wanted one, and I can never find them. Anywhere, I even asked like the donut shop ladies, "Can you sell me that? I'll buy what extra." And no one wants to sell it to me. Uh, so if if you go to Bush and you walk around, if you see that, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, you'll start laughing. But if you see that thing that goes down with the cats with the wall, please get it for me, and then I'll pay you whatever. Please consider it done. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought like because I know they come in different sizes too, like uh, different restaurants, like sushi restaurants and whatnot. Sure, like a big, like maybe that size one. I don't know. That I'll see you, uh, try like a two foot or one foot one. Yeah. I'll just bring like a t shirt and a pair of pants and then just leave enough room in my bag just for like the rest of it. I guess. Let you. me know on the spot. I'll tell you on the spot. You know, just let it's me know good. what you're gonna um, I'll keep an eye out for it. It was funny, we were watching uh 
because Tommy and well, Gwen was watching a bunch of like what you call man manipulator movies. It's like a thing, like a manipulator movie, but man manipulator movie. So like hmm. American Psycho's on there. Um, oh, okay. A bunch of a bunch of films like Taxi Driver, stuff like that, right? Where mm-hmm. like, uh, anyway, Fight Club's on there, and she's making her way through that. So we were watching that um, Wednesday, and then we paused it and finished it Thursday. And so we're watching Fight Club for the first time. And I hadn't seen this movie in years, but we're rewatching it. And there's a scene where um, he's naming airports. Okay. To I'm when early to Tyler Durden, any names. It's so funny to me watching this film because, you know, in the movie, he's like a travel guy. Oh, right. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. So it's so Assessing funny. accidents and. Uh huh. That that's right. Yeah. And it's so funny to me seeing this film. Uh, now that we have a very similar job, right? Like he's this guy that oh, travels every week, right. that kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, there's so many things I did not notice that I noticed now that makes so much more extra sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know how that goes, right? With films where, where if you know the thing, you'd pay attention to it a little bit more. And it's just like, oh, I, I appreciate the nice touch. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the film, cause he's a guy that's fed up with a lot of shit, right? You know, you, he's like, that's how the subconscious has emerged because he's fed up with his normal life and the mundane of regular people, you know. Right. It's almost uh, like ant, worker ant type of stuff, right? But there's a thing where he, he he's narrating and he names a bunch of airports that he travels through. Every airport he names, there's a better one that I go to. Like, you know how I like, because I'll, I'll choose my flights, whatever, and I always pick the one that's I figured out is better for you. But at first I didn't, right? Mm-hmm. At first I used to pick... So I, 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 you know, I fly out of LAX. I fly out of San Francisco. I fly out of Chicago. You fly out of uh, O'Hare, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, Dallas. Because you, you just, these are the big cities you know, so that's what you fly out of. And he names every, he names like five airports, and it's all the ones that like, <gasps> those are the ones I actively avoid now. So it's so funny to me, like, so instead of LAX, I go through Long Beach. Instead of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. I always fly through Oakland. Instead of O'Hare in Chicago, I Mm -hmm. fly through Midway. Instead of Dallas, I always go through either Austin, I'm sorry, uh, Houston, or or even Corpus. So it's so, uh, like, all these things are like, dude, or it it was like, oh, my God, like, like, no wonder, like, it it was the extra touch of, like, um, damn, how do I word this? Like, it's all bullshit, like, um... uh, you're, if you go through LAX, you're dealing with traffic. If you go through Seattle, oh, SeaTac is the other one he named. And instead of Seattle, I always go through Portland and then just drive because it's it's not worth it to to go because Seattle, if you know SeaTac, Seattle uh, Tacoma mm-hmm. is the worst airport because uh, getting out of there is extra long because you and then you wait through your bags extra long and then when you wait for the shuttle to come for your rental car, it's mm-hmm. extra long. It's like another hour. So basically, by the time you get out of your flight, you're, you're it's an extra two hours to even get to your fucking rental car, right? But Portland is so quick and out, so the 30-minute extra drive, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, for sure. But you don't know that unless you travel a lot. So it's funny to me that this guy that travels a lot is still going through the major stuff that is... So it might be a movie thing where, like, they're just naming the big cities, the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Or it might be the thing that, like, they're... Like, David Lin- or um Chuck Palahniuk? Chuck Palahniuk is trying to tell you, like, this guy's going through the ones that are extra busy, and you're seeing extra 
like people being worker ants, being like mundane society, being like just voids. There's and everything. a tourist trap. Airport. Yes, yes. So it's so funny. Like I never would have caught that, but no one that doesn't travel would catch those airports because so there you're just naming cities with airports, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, but for someone that travels a lot, you know that those are fucking horrible airports. O'Hare sucks. O'Hare is the worst airport because it takes you two to three hours in security line. Even though, it, but midway it takes you forty five minutes. But no one knows that unless you travel a lot. Even though they're, anyways, this is like one of those things <laughs> as I'm watching. I was like, oh my god, yes! Like this is so. It was just so funny to me to see something like that, <coughs> where you're like, oh shit! Like this is fuck yeah, man! Like I get it, I, I get it, I get it. Now. You know that whole thing, yeah. Anyways, I'm ranting, but it was very exciting, and I'm. The funny part was I'm excited watching this, and Gwen, Tom, and and Jackie who are watching it with me just like. Okay, daddy. <laughs> cool. That's a nod. So it, it was just weird to me. Like, I wonder if that not like that purpose. If I'm number one, a I'm reading into it more than I should be because they're it's a movie thing and they're just naming the popular cities. Or number two, if it is for me, and I'm just really excited that I found something for someone like me that's a viewer or a consumer in that sense. You know. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like say like something like. Chuck, like maybe he's like been around a lot, obviously. You sure, know, sure, he's sure, very sure. famous. Maybe this is just like part of like something that he's experienced. Mm-hmm. Like going through all this shit. Like I remember back in the day going through all these airports, shit took forever. Yeah. But you know, through just trial and error, it's like oh like I got a secret spot over here, got right. a secret spot over there, got a secret spot over there. Maybe that's just his way of incorporating all that into it. Yeah. And well, just I like those if like if you know, you know. Yeah. You know? If you know, you know. That's what it is. Like even New Orleans don't bullshit. Like around Margaret. Like when I had uh, when I was gonna go, I wasn't looking at tickets to go to New Orleans because that's not what I'm. That's I'm not gonna say this, but that's oh I was gonna say the R word again, but uh, it's just horrible times because number one they're gonna be ticket airplane tickets are twice as much, and anything anywhere you stay around there is gonna be like three times as much. But what you want to do is you want to find a Houston and drive four hours because that's you're gonna save about four hundred dollars. You're just gonna. Whatever, you know, you just have to make a little bit of effort. It's almost like the equivalent. You know what it is? It's the equivalent of instead of when you fly to Mexico. It's the, okay. Instead of out of, you going go to, to Tijuana. TJ? Oh, yep. okay. You fly to Tijuana and then go to Mexico and then you fly back to Tijuana and then drive from, you know, what is the same thing? Like two and a half hours, three it's hours like, sometimes. Yeah, like two hours. Yeah. Depending on traffic, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of doing that. So you do that with New Orleans, especially if around Mardi Gras. Just fly to Houston and drive. It's plain and simple, right? You don't know that unless you're... You know, in the oh, know, right? Interesting. Yeah. Future references. Though. Future references. Yeah. Because sure. <laughs> I haven't been to New Orleans before, or Louisiana for that matter. Get ready for that. So. That wall of smell. It's just like crossing the border to Tijuana, by the way. Like, speaking Really? Of, like, yeah. It was like, the, like when I went to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, as soon as I got off the plane, it was uh, 9 p.m. at night. And, uh, like, like they hit me simultaneously where my brain didn't know which one to like concentrate on. I was like, uh, I don't. It was the heat, the humidity, and the mm-hmm. smell. It was just like, like it, somebody took like a bunch of tropical plants and just kind of like put them in an oven for a little while. It was just as like, well, that's not bad. I prefer that thick, to New Orleans. Planty smell. smell. But, New Orleans um, smell like, is like, and I'm sorry, I don't need to be clear. It's not New Orleans, it's specifically uh, Bourbon Street. Oh, okay. Because like you can be parked. And then as you enter Bourbon Street or whatever that whole area, what it smells like is throw up and diapers. And you have hmm. to legitimately like stop, adjust, and then move forward. 
almost like you're taking that first shot of the night. That's exactly what it's like. Just to burn off those few taste buds and then, exactly like, all right. What it's like, well, we're good after that's this. That's exactly, exactly what it's like. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it's cool. Like, I don't think I'm too sensitive to smell, but. Like we'll I said, see. though, I've, I've said this many times before on the show. It's probably the funnest place I've been to mixed with how nice the people are to you. Oh. Very nice. People are very friendly with you and, and, very nice. Very, very, like, everyone's just there to have a good time. They're not there to, like, you get less of the aggro, like, oh, fuck you, fight me type of shit where you normally get, uh, uh, like, big drinking areas, you know? Oh, okay. Like, you know how Vegas, you get that kind of thing? Oh, gotcha. You're drinking a lot, and you might get in a fight with somebody, whatever. New Orleans is the opposite, where you're drinking a lot, but most of the people are just like, yeah, let's, let's fuck it, let's take strangers, let's take a shot, you know, with that whole thing. It's gotcha. a more party vibe, yeah. Very fun. Very, very fun. You could dig it. Yeah, I'm jealous. Okay. You guys are going. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going too, but I had to do this thing for the work last minute. Not last minute, like two weeks ago. But whatever. Well, I could write a letter to your supervisor, dear Mister Royal Hampton. I am. Uh, that's fucked up. I am my supervisor. I am my supervisor. So it's like, oh. damn. <laughs> well, one of the guys I I'll used send to, you a text. Well, one of my guys uh, switched over to a different division, so I'm underhanded. So that's when I have to like, uh, yeah, gotcha. it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Well, I mean, my job is like that, you know. Be there in spirit, though. Sure. Holding down the fort and all that. Yeah. yeah. I even got, I got um, a couple of sites near there. I got a site in Laplace. L-A-P-L-A-C-E. I still don't know. How to, I don't know if it's pronounced Laplace or Laplace. Huh. I think it's Laplace. And then I have another site near Belchase. And uh, those are the two, like, big areas where I have refineries. And I always, like, do something like hang out in New Orleans or whatever when I'm over there, you know. Because it's like everything surrounding like the oh. French Quarter, like all these like little cities. Oh no, no, no. Or, this or is like um, I mean? twenty, thirty minutes from New Orleans. It's different. It's a little bit of ways, but but you make your way to New Orleans because nothing else to fucking do out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the humidity, you know, whatever, it's gonna hit you. Real quick though, um, uh, for future references, I will be in the first or no, actually second week of May. I'll be in um, in Georgia. If you want to do something Georgia. there, if you want to make some time to go there, it's not too far. It's like a two-hour right. drive from Knoxville, where uh, oh shit, Sean is. You know our friend Sean, from, right, right. From where we had when we found, last time I was there, which was about a year ago. That's when I went to Knoxville, Tennessee, to hang out with Sean. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said the second week, May 9th through the nine, ten, eleven, twelve, through 13. the fourteenth, something like that. Fourteenth, yeah. that's Saturday. So something that like week? that. Yeah. So if you want to. For future references, if you want, oh hell yeah, if you want to come out with me or whatever, you know, uh, let me just put that in my palm pilot, and uh, we can go hang out um, at least one day with Sean or whatever. I'll be working. Oh, yeah. I, I need to be clear. I'll be working, but no, like I, I nights are free and oh for sure. And the place where I'm at is 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 a lot of stuff to do, you know that kind of thing. Hell but it's yeah. a it's a free room and you know whatever. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm always looking for, like, places to explore because I'd be out and about just, like, wandering, you know, just uh, I'll look into it. Sounds good, man, so I could plan ahead. I would I would probably – well, the way I would do it, if you if we – I got to get with Sean, but I'd fly into Atlanta, and then probably Saturday I'd fly out of somewhere in Tennessee, either Knoxville or Memphis, probably Memphis, mm. actually, and then uh, whatever. But we'll figure that out later. I'm just giving a heads up. Done and uh, done, man. For somewhere you've never been before or that kind of thing, you know. Always. Like, I didn't mind the South, actually, you know. It's 
I didn't I tell you how polite people. Remember, I, I told you like you'd be surprised Dude, how polite people were. That's yeah. like that tripped me out. That still kind of trips me yeah. out. You know. Yeah, man. Because uh, you know, I went to North Carolina with uh, Bax and yep. Pat last mm-hmm. year. And just from what I from what I heard from uh, Pat's be- uh, his best friend lives out there. You know, like hey, you know, like there might be some shit. You know, Confederate flags, this and that, whatever. It's not. But, that, that's that's a weird thing to get over, like. When you get past the whole like political aspect of it, like people like that—that's what trips me out. Like, if the shit that people aren't passionate about never comes up, it's still fucking just people being friendly to you. Absolutely, you know, just people everybody being nice, just chilling. Like, yeah. it's not even like a like a race thing. Like, as long as you're cool, like just everybody's cool. Be nice, you. yeah. Like that—that's why it's so not, not offensive, but it's so weird to me. Like when you see someone from like a big city or a, uh, or a liberal type of point of view. Where they're just talking shit on people from the South or Trump, quote unquote Trump supporters, like, bro, you don't you don't know these people. Like, they're right. actually really nice people, but you just don't give them a chance because you have a misconception mm-hmm. of how they are or how they're going to quote unquote treat you. In reality, they're probably going to treat you pretty nice. And if you're not a dick, I mean, it's it's going to be a fine. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I do have very good experiences over there. Surprisingly, too, my first time, but. They're, everyone's just friendly. Everyone just wants to have a beer with you. Everyone's just fucking cool to chill Absolutely. with you. You know, it's it, it really changes up your view on what you 100%. thought. 100%. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking. Go ahead. Yeah, tell what your experience was. Yeah. No, uh, like I was just like, uh, expecting, you know, just to, you know, wait for that backlash. But, you know, like there was this bar that we went to over there. Yeah. And um, I went to the looking around like. This isn't what I expected. I was expecting something like super extreme, exaggerated. Right. You know the way you built shit up in your head, right? It probably looks that way, but it's the people aren't that way. No, not at all. Yeah, and like okay, like even uh, the last time I went to Houston mm-hmm. uh, in December, you know, and I had a layover in Dallas. Uh-huh. And I, th- I think I might have mentioned sure, it at sure, some sure. point. You know, uh, what is it? Dallas Love, uh, Dallas Fort Worth. I think. Yeah, right? Dallas Fort yeah. Worth. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy airport, by the way. It's it's uh, literally like a future city. That's what it looks like. It's one hundred percent. I was crazy. Like, tripping out on it. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. <laughs> like, it wasn't like packed or anything, mm. you know. But it's just giant. It has like, its own zip code. It's great. Well, go ahead again. Oh, shit. Anyway, oh, yeah. damn! I heard about that. But um, so like I was just like in town just for the night, just for a layover, you know. And I was just like you know just googling shit like what's like bars around to here, do you know? whatever. So I found this one uh, tavern on Maine. And, uh, like, I go, fucking, like, as I, like, I'm about to, like, you know, open the door, but this, like, girl, like, walks, like, right out, like, oh, shit. And there's, like, this huge cloud of smoke kind of, like, hits me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, fuck, you guys. No, I guess, oh, right. We're in Dallas. This is Texas. This is in California. Sure, sure. Ain't no thing, you know. So, like, the guy passed me down, whatever, checks ID. And then, um, there's a, there's a bar, a couple of chairs, there's, like, a group of people, and then there's, like, a karaoke stage where there, it was like karaoke night. Yeah. So it was like a, there was a American flag, Texas flag, and a Blue Lives Matter flag. Okay. You know? So like, oh. So you're, that's a thing, yeah. So it's like one of those, like, just like taking it in, like, right off the bat, sure, like, sure, all right. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever, man. Like, I'm just here to have a drink, have a good time, whatever. And, you know, I take a seat at the bar. I'm talking to this, like, old lady. She's like a regular and, like, telling me all this stuff, you know? Like, like it, she was cool as shit, you know? So, like, at no point was I just, like, was I, like, I'm just waiting for, like, you know, some of this, like, Republican shit. Let's see or someone say shit, something you know? or whatever. You know, like, it was just, like, I'm just taking it, you know, just as a conversation, you know. And we're just, like, bullshitting about whatever. So, like, oh, yeah, I'm from California, just doing this, this, and that. I'm just in town for the night. 
and she was fucking cool. I wanted to go do karaoke, and that was cool. Like, mm-hmm. and like on like on the wait, way wait, back. Wait, what'd you sing? Uh, Killers. Oh, you know what I was hoping you would say? Uh, Phantom Planet. Uh, California. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to do that next time. Because right, it's just like a thing. Like anywhere I go, I gotta like hit up a karaoke bar, get sure, drunk, sure, and just sure, do yeah. some shit, you know. But um, you know, like after you know, I finished my song, like you know, it's just like walking by the bar. It's like one of those like like long strips or whatever. It's just, like the bar, and then yep. my seat was at the very end. A couple of people were like, "Hey, man, that shit was cool, man!" Like just like out of nowhere. Oh, dope! Like yeah. nobody that I knew, you know. Like, hey, man, good stuff. Like, nice, all right, yeah. thank you, man. G- thank give you me so a little much. encouragement boost. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. And Cheers. you know, it's like. You don't if you like anywhere that you go, like as long as you don't oh, take you don't, like it's very rare you don't get that too much. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I still like yeah. honestly, it's like reverse culture shock. Mm-hmm. Anywhere that I go, when I come back to mm-hmm. just a uh, L.A. County, just sure. general yeah. L.A., it's always that where I'm thinking like everybody's gonna be like the shittiest version of, of yeah. themselves, you know. Yeah. But no, like people are fucking nice, you yeah. know. And I trip out on that. I still yeah. trip out on that, you know. Ever since like my trip to Chicago, where people like bought me beer and Chicago's bought me drinks. amazing. I love Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It's like goddamn, like that. I, I think I mentioned it before, but one of the reasons I love going to Chicago is because it's the big city that you'll get in New York or LA. It's with, in between with Midwestern hospitality, absolutely. So you don't get that anywhere else because you get New York; it's a big city, but you get its rudeness. LA, it's a big city, but you get like cockiness and whatever. Right. Mid- Chicago is the big city of both, and it can compete with both, but it has one hundred percent politeness. Midwestern politeness. So that's why I really, really love Chicago so much, you know, and you don't get the Southern, like, stereotype thing because it's not. It's Midwest, so it's up north. But it's just, like, you still get the nice people being fucking cool, but they're in a big city. So, Absolutely. And they're still, like, they're still art, uh, artsy. They're still, they love, you know what I'm saying? You still get the, you still get the, the um, how would you call it? The, um, uh, no one's, like, ignorant of stuff. Like, they're, okay. they're, they're very in, in, knowledgeable, in the now, cognizant. Knowledgeable. And... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I love Chicago. But yeah, that's Absolutely. that's a great point you made about like when you were in Dallas, like you did the karaoke thing and people were being friendly with you when you were done. At, you don't get that in the big cities at all. Never, no. dude. Yeah, but it's the it's the southern hospitality thing that makes goes a long way. It's you like know? man, and like I, I'm just thinking like there's like this fucking blue lives matter flag. It's a flag. It's not like you know it subtle. Is, it's a misconception, it's a right? Flag like no, it's I, I right there. It. Yep. But even when I was in uh, Houston, when I went to Houston with Tito and Rachel, you know? Houston's a little bit more mixed, so it's even better. Yeah, Houston's it's the best. I love Houston, yeah. But um, or uh, Victoria, my homegirl from Texas, Victoria. She's, the girl's name Victoria. Victoria. I thought you were talking about the city of Victoria. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, okay, yeah, because Victoria's between Houston spots. and Corpus. Oh, gotcha, it's gotcha. like the main big place between those two places. Not the other Pasadena, like by uh, Houston. There's like actually that. Uh, that's where my uh, one of my. Uh, um, home offices is in Pasadena. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, nice. there quite a bit. There's a big refinery there. Yeah, where I got to work at. But um, oh shit, my bad. But you know, like just like having gone to those places and experienced those things, you know, where, where I personally don't like to think that I have any preconceived notion about anything that I haven't experienced yet. We do, as subconsciously, we at least we do. You right? know, yeah. I it like I try, you know, but like. Like, say, like, going there, I was, like, expecting to see some wild shit, but it was the exact opposite of what I expected. Pleasantly surprised, have And it's like, god damn, man. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like uh, random ass, like, thing uh, in uh, Super Troopers. It was, like, towards the end where, you know, they catch some, they catch uh, the, catch a smuggling, like, weed or whatever, the, uh, 
that's uh, Johnny ah, Chimpo yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rabbit. He was like, oh, man, like, this guy's doing this. What an asshole. It's like, oh, man, he did this and that. What an asshole. But they're like, oh, no, he's just doing that because of this. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm the asshole. Yeah. And it was like, I'm the asshole <laughs> yeah, moment. Like, yeah. maybe it was just me just because. Yeah. That's, that's what it, yeah, reality. Not until I experienced it, like, did I know, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. it, it was all in my head. All this, like, shit that I, all these preconceived notions uh, had no basis, really, until I experienced it. And it was the exact opposite. That That's my problem with, like, especially with these places where you have that stereotype, you know, righteous gemstones, right? But, like. Look, man, if, if politics don't come up or even religions doesn't come up, right? Like, mm-hmm. people are so being human beings to people. Like, act, and, and I mean that in a complimentary way where everyone's just being fucking polite to be or being cool with everybody, being nice to everybody. There's Absolutely. no, like, pretentiousness. There's no need to be have that hard look. Uh, oh, man. That, I mean, that's why that's number one reason where, like, why um, the Southern States is the only time. T- place where i ever bring up like the military background right because they have such a high respect for military personnel so they give you a whole new like oh yeah absolutely dude it's very very awesome like the way that they they treat you with the reverence almost right so it's cool to like let's say but but that's so weird because if you bring up like uh in your case specifically like oh you know what i'm an atheist like oh shit now all of a sudden (laughs) the switch turns on right or you know what i'm actually a democrat or uh, I'm not a Republican, and then the, the switch comes on. Like, man, you were so fucking cool. Like, literally ten minutes ago, why all of a sudden are you fucking being a dick to me? You know, that's so weird. As as opposed to the very short where you're in, like, a vice versa where you're in, like, California, where it comes out with like, oh, you're a fucking, oh, uh, you, sh- if you're a Republican and you're in LA, like, oh, you go back to Orange County, you know that whole oh, thing. Like, it becomes shit, this man. whole thing, right? Like, why does it have to be, why do these things that don't really matter, like religion and politics, have to influence your personality so much? Because if religion and Mm -hmm. politics are involved, most people's personalities, uh, in general speaking, are, everybody's been cool with each other, right? It isn't until someone disagrees with you, with your quote-unquote passions, that it becomes like a whole thing, you know? Huh. That's what I, that's why I'm wholly against passion, people having passions in life. Like, there's really very little I think people should be passionate about. And aside from, like, family, I don't know if there's anything else really. Or, like, family and your kids or your wife. Like, is there anything really worth being passionate about? I don't know. And I don't know if I don't know if there's anything I should be passionate about, you know? Because I mean, I guess... passion leads to a lot of... I, I, I think I equate passion with irrationality or irrationalness, you know? Because you stop thinking, you're just like you're in emotion. This uh, tunnel vision, emotion. yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Something to ponder. But we're past the one hour mark. This is supposed to be a mini oh, for episode. Sure. Oh yeah, uh, this is great though. I had this fun. is a good one. This is 100%. good percent. And I can't say that part of this episode being so great wasn't the kettle one vodka. <laughs> it was awesome. I had like I don't know. What do you think we took like? It's about, let's say, not halfway, so a little bit more than halfway. What do you, what do you call that? Uh, a third? A good third? A third? I could take a third. We took about a third of it. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all type of thing, not you know? Not too bad at yeah. all. Uh, so I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it because it definitely got the cool vibes going. Uh, good yeah. little mini episode, Hell man. Yeah. yeah. Good little mini episode. Uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Um, we had a lot of time recording. We have a lot of, I hope you have a lot of fun listening. Yeah. That's how we do it. All right. <laughs>